0: Hey there, friends. We are going to kick off our February episodes by telling you about a little game that one of our friends in the Twitterverse has created. It's called Warmer in the Winter.
1: Warmer in the Winter is a new tabletop RPG on Kickstarter by Gameonomicon. Created for games of holiday heartwarming romance in the vein of Hallmark, Lifetime, and Netflix Christmas movies. Also works well for games in the vein of TV shows like Good Witch and Gilmore Girls.
0: Built on the award-winning Powered by the Apocalypse Engine that also powers games like Monster Hearts, Girl Underground, and Masks, this engine puts an emphasis on storytelling and character moves that evoke specific genres. The free beta copy went out in 2019, but this updated
1: edition will clean up some phrasing, expand on the group-controlled spirit of the season character, and provide locations as a sample setting to
0: amp up the cozy drama. So cozy, play as the perky beloved character, the quirky screwball, the reliable bestie, or any other of the seven roles. Find out more
1: and follow the campaign at bit.ly slash warmer RPG. Make sure to capitalize RPG. Enjoy warmer
0: in the winter, guys. Yay!
1: Welcome to the podcast.
0: I'm Hannah. I'm Katie. And this is One Kiss Means Forever. This is the podcast that talks about all of the things that you've always wanted to happen in your childhood Valentine's dreams, and then all of the things that actually happen in reality and you realize that maybe it's not what you wanted in the first place. Um, We're talking about movies that you find that are made for TV on Hallmark. Lifetime, Netflix, and a plethora of other places.
1: Yeah, and I feel like this is we're we're jumping into the like secondary season uh, because you know primary season is absolutely Christmas, but secondary has got to be Valentine's Day, don't you think? I would agree with that for sure. Yeah, so let's let's love on some Valentine's Day movies because that's basically what these are are just like. Valentine's Day
0: year round, right? Although I think we're both in agreement that the fall harvest movies are the highest quality movies. Uh,
1: yes, I will agree with you there. The <laughs> Valentine's Day movies, sort of like Winterfest, like they're often upsettingly bad, cringeworthy. <laughs> um, but you know sometimes. It's what you want anyway, um, and sometimes, o- occasionally, they're good. I'm trying to think of one, like a Valentine's Day one that I really, really love. I mean, the story of Us was a Valentine's Day movie, so. I
0: guess, technically, it was. So I was starting to think about that one, obviously, as, like, my favorite, but.
1: Yeah, I, I think that that's up there. Also, all of my heart, one day, we'll, we'll do that series. All right. So what do we got today, Hannah? So today, we're going to be talking about a little movie that originally aired February 13th, 2016, called Valentine Ever After. Ooh. And this is what Hallmark has to say about it, because it is a Hallmark movie. Big city girls Julia and Sydney take a trip to a dude ranch in Wyoming for a fun weekend getaway. But when a brawl ensues in the local bar one night, the girls are sentenced to perform community service for disorderly conduct and are forced to stay in town. In addition to doing odds and ends around town, the girls discover a charitable cause that just might change their lives. Stars Autumn Reeser and Eric Johnson. I feel like that synopsis is correct, but misleading. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there are like
0: major things that are missing. <laughs> uh, we, I mean, we will get into it because I feel like this movie has like about 12 major things. <laughs> true. Yes. Yes.
1: There's a, there's a lot going on in this movie. Well, if it's for, Valentine
0: ever after, meaning Valentine for always, you have to play all of your bases.
1: Yeah. It, uh, there's a lot going on in this movie, but there's also... Like, a lot of downtime, it's it's baffling. But we'll get into it.
0: (laughs) So here we go. Life is living, Julia, played by Autumn Reeser. Not the other way around. She's studying to take the bar in order to be a lawyer in Chicago because her dad wants her to join his practice. She's engaged to Gavin, a high society guy, because he asked. So when her best friend, Sydney, wants to run away from the world for a little while, Julia suggests they take an impromptu winter weekend away and go to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. But on the way, they get lost, hit a rock with their car, and get stuck in Emmitsville, which is a small town.
1: So to their rescue comes Ben, played by Eric Johnson. He's a local rancher with some money problems, wanting to turn things around by making his ranch a dude ranch. He offers Julia and Sydney a place to stay for the night and, after dinner, takes them dancing at the local bar. Which, sure, okay. Uh, And this is where the two women get arrested for breaking a statue. Accidentally, but no one seems to care about that part. (laughs) For
0: serious. Like, this is like... I have so much. This many is like broke Down Palace this. in Wyoming. <laughs> so as punishment for breaking the statue, Julia and Sydney are given 30 days of community service in Emmitsville. So no going back to Chicago for a month. But luckily, Ben agrees to let them stay in one of the cabins that he has on his property. The women are hopeless at manual labor, That all the manual labor they are asked to do, so finally they are put to work at the local hospital. And there they notice that the hospital is in desperate need of funding, and fundraising is so much more in their skill set. So they devise a plan. Julia will stay in town
1: and organize a charity fundraiser weekend for the hospital. It will entail turning the ranch into that dude ranch that Ben wants. So it also helps out Ben. Sydney will go back to Chicago, where she secretly really wants to be, and sell raffle tickets to her wealthy contacts, because she's also a society person, uh, to raise money. And winners of the raffle will win a Valentine's Day weekend,
0: like Adventure Time, at the ranch. (laughs) So, real talk. Julia is really loving being away from Chicago and the lawyering and the gavin. Um, she gets to ride horses, breathe country air, and spend time with Ben.. Ooh. Ooh. When Gavin shows up unexpectedly for a few days, Ben is thrown. Both Julia and Ben acknowledge that they have felt a connection, but Julia does feel like she and Gavin made a commitment. She said yes, after all. And so she won't allow it to go any farther, even if she's not actually happy at all. So Valentine's Day weekend arrives, and they've
1: pulled off this charity fundraising thing. Uh, The cabins that they needed to renovate are renovated. They've raised something like $40,000, I think. Um, and there really hasn't been any like major issues uh, at the first night meet and greet where all the winners of the raffle get to, you know, meet each other, uh, which Gavin is late to. Why is Gavin there? I don't really know. Uh, Julia overhears him tell another guest that he's only there because essentially she has a bleeding heart and once they're married, he'll have to put a stop to that.
0: So after overhearing that, Julia realizes that she can't marry Gavin even if, um, even if that means she'll have to go back on her word. So she breaks it off. So there. Uh, she wants to tell Ben, but Ben is trying to keep his distance so he won't listen to what she has to say. And Julia is busy enough to not be able to corner him. That night at the town's Valentine's
1: Day dance, one of the last activities of the weekend is a cowboy auction for a sweetheart dance. So yeah. you, the ladies get to bid on a cowboy and they get to dance with him because, you know, if you don't, you must pay for said dance rather than wait 20 minutes um (laughs) so ben is up first and julia decides that she'll bid on ben to get him to talk to her uh and there's a fierce bidding war uh it initially starts out with ben's like friend's daughter who's i don't know maybe like seven or eight who has like the biggest crush on him and it's adorable uh but then it's really between julia and this waitress at the bar uh but once julia's dad and ben's mom also contribute to her cause because uh, they're like, oh, these two people are clearly like meant to be. Uh, Julia gets her $1,500 conversation and dance (laughs) and she tells Ben that she is no longer engaged and planning to stay in town. So he kisses her and since one kiss kiss means forever, forever, they are finally both getting the life the person they always wanted
0: for valentine's ever after yes yay <laughs> um yeah so so bonkers bananas right
1: yes there there are some things in this where i just like you, it you can't follow the logic no it, it's impossible Um, No, and like, there's so much. I think what we really need to start with, um, because it's such a crucial part of the movie and is so upsetting to me as a concept, (laughs) is the concept, or is this, this quote unquote crime that they've committed and the punishment that they receive for (laughs) it. (laughs) For
0: stealing a loaf of bread.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's that level insane. Because there's like a comedy of, you know, Pratt Folly kind of like people bump into people kind of thing. And what happens is they accidentally knock the statue over. And by they, I do mean Sydney because she like twirls into it or something. Mm hmm. Um But she does so because the waitress does something. So the waitress is also involved. And then Julia tries to go catch the statue but, like, doesn't get there in time, basically. And the statue falls. So, first of all, like, sad face, sure. It is really nobody's fault. Any normal person would be like, well, this sucks. Yeah. Too bad. Number two, it's a wooden statue. There's no way this thing is not, like, cracked. It's a few hundred years old. Like, it's not in the best shape anyway. Also,
0: it's in a bar. So, like, how dare they? 100%. (laughs) If you don't expect that that statue is going to get knocked over three times a night, then you are obviously not serving the right stuff. (laughs) Right. Like,
1: how how dare they, like, be like, you can't have bar type things happen in bars <laughs> it just uh, it's so baffling um then the sta- so the statue like the hand falls off or the hat falls off so something where it like yeah it broke but like you could just glue it back together and it's not going to be that big of a deal like no one's looking that closely in the dark bar it's fine um <laughs> and then so first of all the the waitress Doesn't not not involved in the punishment in any way, shape, or form. No. Number two. They are arrested and without lawyer or trial are given 30 days community service.
0: Doesn't the doesn't the guy like the sheriff or whatever wanna put them in jail first or something like that? And they were like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Like jail time is
1: disgust. Definitely. Can you do that? Also, I realize the privilege that I am speaking from, but these are two upper class white women in fucking Wyoming who are somehow like, we're supposed to buy that they would be given 30 days community service in a town where they do not live. And, you know, if it were, you know, someone like me who didn't work for my dad and couldn't take a month off of work and keep my job like they just it basically was like we're not gonna ask you any questions and assume it's totally fine for you to take
0: a month off and stay here like what (laughs) you can't do that Um, yeah it's it's a bizarre concept to begin with but I think they do try to write it off with like well, the, the laws and policies in this here county are different because she tries to, um, Julia tries to pull out the, well, I'm studying for the bar. Right. Book. It, 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 yes. Okay.
1: But she is in Chicago. And I will give you, there are differences between things like states. They're not so drastically different that, like, you can be convicted without a trial.
0: No, but I kind of, I kind of like, I, okay, I'm going to give a little forgiveness to whoever, like to the people who wrote the script and I'm actually going to talk about them in a minute Um, because I think that the the idea behind the concept is a little too delicious and they just couldn't get a realistic, logical way of making what they wanted to happen happen without somebody getting hurt.
1: I... Agree. I th- I think there's, there's no way to, to make it make logical sense. Yeah, that so is, that chalk is true. it up
0: to small town idiosyncrasies. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but I just, you know, I feel like I spent a, I spent a great deal of time for, in this movie, thinking like, what if, what if she had a job though? Or like,
0: kids. <laughs> <laughs> Well and then the fact that like their their tra- their community service is then transmuted into work getting funding for the hospital by way of fundraising, but then they allow Sydney to go back to Chicago it is- as part of her community <laughs> service. It's like don't you think your town's economy needs a little bit more in the way of a fine than forcing these women to do hard labor? <laughs> Like, how about like a $10,000 fine and we'll call it a deal? <laughs> right. <laughs> it is it is just baffling that this is what happens. But. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> um. So since I mentioned the screenwriters, I have two things to say about the screenwriters. Okay. Okay, it's weird. Okay, so first of all, there's two screenwriters. Um. So one of the writers is Hallmark actor. Dylan Neal, who we know as the guy from Christmas She Wrote and Truly Madly Sweetly, and he's in like the Gourmet Detective movies. So he wrote this, Adorbs. And the other person is a person who doesn't have very many credits on IMDb. And this is the reason why I actually looked this up, because it says it's written by a person named Alana Smithy. And if anybody knows anything about when when people make a movie that they don't want to be connected to, they go under the pseudonym Alan Smithy. And so when I saw Alana Smithy, which is just Alan with an A, I was like, "Is this some sort? Is is this the same kind of deal?" But this person it, it, has an IMDb page where like they acted under this name as well. So I want to find out who this person is. <laughs>
1: so wait. Somebody in the movie industry is actually an Alana... Whoa, okay. Because I was thinking, like, oh, Alana Smithy. it's the
0: female Alan. Yeah, and that's <laughs> like, <laughs> what I thought. So I, I looked it up to see if, like, there were any other people who have ever directed or written under Alana Smithy. Because I'm like, oh, that's really clever. But they have an IMDb page, so maybe they, like, forgot to... Maybe they used it for a couple projects and then dropped it, and it's, like, somebody, like, I don't know. Maybe it is Autumn Reeser herself, but... <laughs>
1: That is so funny, I didn't pick up so that. that was That's kind awesome. of a
0: what the fuck um for me
1: It's very nice um okay there the other things that I feel like just like nitpicky, but i I must discuss so they they drive over a rock, and their car like that it doesn't work anymore, right yeah, so they they. They get rescued via horse and Ben and Ben is like we'll get you your car you know it'll be fixed in the morning yada 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 and then they get arrested end of story we never go back for that car that car <laughs> never comes back <laughs> what happened it's a rental car we know that much where'd it go did anybody go rescue it from the road,
0: dear <laughs> elephant? <laughs> Maybe they call the rental company and they're like, "Hi, we're in we're in Wyoming jail. Can you just come tow it? We'll pay the insurance."
1: <laughs> it was just such a like. Don't remember this anymore. We're just never going to come back to it. <laughs>
0: we've moved on. There's uh-huh. there's, more, there's bigger fish to right. fry. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, wrote, uh-huh. I realized that I wrote down, and I quote, okay, so the community service is now schmoozed to save the hospital, and they weren't allowed to pay a fine because they, quote, wouldn't learn their lesson. So how is this learning their lesson? <laughs> So now you get to fundraise for the hospital, but I don't know. I don't know. It was weird. Um, The biggest thing that I want to, my last kind of big what the fuck the moment, besides um, pitching to you uh, a very different style movie based on this movie, Hannah. Okay. I'm excited Um, about that. Yeah. Um, So the last thing I'll say about this movie is this is a Valentine's Day movie that to me had Valentine's Day thrust upon it and didn't have to be a Valentine's Day movie. Like The fact that it, the the Valentine's Day weekend, or this is a Valentine's Day fundraiser now, just kind of seems to be like a you know where we could put this in the Hallmark lineup.
1: Yeah, Mr. I,
0: Dylan Neal, put Valentine's Day in it, and we'll air it in February.
1: Right. You you could have switched this to it. Well, it sort of wanted winter. Yeah, it wanted snow, but um, you know, you you could have put this Christmas or just Winterfest too. I agree. Yeah, thank you. Um, one other stupid little thing that like, I don't know. These are the things that I pick up on because I have a weird brain. Um, so the movie starts, you know, she gets proposed to and she doesn't want to plan at the wedding immediately. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot because she clearly doesn't want to get married to this guy. Uh, and her mother-in-law-to-be is like, well, you can't wait too long because you don't want a winter wedding because you can't wear a sleeveless dress in the winter. Right. And then Valentine's Day rolls around in fucking Wyoming, and she's there in her little sleeveless dress. <laughs> uh-huh. And I was like, I think we have a problem, but okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, the relationship to cold in this movie, which was very obviously filmed in winter, this like this movie surely was. Yeah. But they all they will often say things like, Oh my god, it's freezing, but their coats are not oh, zipped up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh that's that's actually I have that under Hallmark comics.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh, do you wanna just jump
1: into Hallmark comics?
0: Well, first I wanna
1: Oh, you wanna pitch your other movie.
0: So at the so when they get all the people the fundraisers people to the Dude Ranch and they have their their auction or whatever the way that they set it up is that like they all take a private jet to fly to Wyoming and then they're all on this like dude ranch. And so there's probably about 15 of them that like people that come. And so my pitch to you is what if that was a murder mystery? (laughs) What if this was like the dude ranch and then somebody dies and they all flew here on a private jet and who is it and who did it? So what you're saying is,
1: sequel starting if valentine's day is like that saturday night so starting sunday morning when they all wake up and one of them is dead yes and that movie is should air on hallmark movies and mysteries otherwise known as hallmark troops and ghosts yes (laughs) (laughs) and autumn Reeser is now a detective and she's now a detective or or no she's so is sydney
0: Sydney that's and the what, old guy that she becomes friends with. That's on what it case.
1: is. Is Sydney? Sydney? You no, know, because Autumn Research doesn't need a love story via with the te- detective. It's you're right. It's Sydney. Sydney is the like amateur sleuth, mm-hmm. and then the cop is some young hot guy that she can have a like sort of. Is it? Are, will they or won't they Absolutely, romantic relationship movie yep. series with. That's what's happening.
0: We Done. have got it, Katie. Yes. <laughs> Pitch it. Send it to Hallmark. Troops and ghosts. <laughs> All right. Hallmark, Hallmarks.
1: Uh, so my first one is uh, her boyfriend is a dick because he's on the phone on an earpiece that you can't see. So he looks like he's like
0: not paying attention to her and being an ass. And there's two reasons why he's also a dick in the same scene. So A, public proposal. And B, saying her whole name during said proposal. Ah you I rubbed off on it. me because I also have that as,
1: as something I noticed. <laughs> um and I have car
0: trouble with no cell signal, so um, they're they're stranded. That's a good one. I feel like my hallmarks are all over the place because I have we have to save the ranch and hospital.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and as I said earlier, uh, freezing to death but wearing open coats.
0: <laughs> Oh, um, expected to be in the family business. Um, she's expected to become a lawyer to replace her mom in the firm. Um, it's, and it's a city girl, country boy. Cute. Story. Um at one point somebody says, I want to show you something. Mm. Are uh, we have referring to quote unquote the city? Oh, yeah. <laughs> So they break up their engagement, which I guess technically means they were engaged once. <laughs> I love that we sort of have a precocious child. That's true. We do. She's really cute. She's really cute. Um, we have uh, overheard, but not misconstrued mm. this time. We're leaving the city to move to the country for the life she actually always wanted. <laughs> right. And my final is um uh bidding on a date with somebody bachelor Mm, bid pretty parade pretty parade um wow i okay i have two pretties and one and two antis okay i have one
1: anti one neutral but i felt like it needed to be called out but i actually want to start with something really important about this movie okay do it I only counted two coats. Oh,
0: very nice. I think that's pretty amazing. That's got to be a record, especially <laughs> since they're like supposed to be socialites. And Yeah. I,
1: I, I, I wasn't counting Sydney's coats. I didn't. She might have had more. But uh, Julia seems to only worn two
0: coats. Nice. Well done. Um, so... Sp- speaking of warm things that Julia wears. No, Sydney wears. So there's um uh when Sydney's back in Chicago, she's facetiming with Julia and Sydney's wearing this like sparkly sweater, like this sparkly like gray sweatery thing and for some reason I just really loved it. I thought I was like, "Oh, I want that." <laughs> um and my other pretty parade is that there was this um painting up in the cabin that I thought was kind of cool that was of a like a white horse kind of like a like but like kind of mm-hmm. ghosty looking but mm-hmm. the canvas background itself was painted to look exactly like the cabin wood grain oh, that's cool. so it looked like it was on the cabin wall but it wasn't it was a painting and I thought that was really cool
1: cool all right so I'll start with the neutral just because I was I, I just don't know how I feel about it, if I like it or not, and okay. I think that's why it's neutral. So at one point, uh, they have a teapot. There's tea. um, And this little teapot, it's like a white ceramic teapot. And it's wearing a gray sweater. <laughs> <laughs> Except the sweater is also part of the ceramic. It's not like a tea cozy yeah. or anything like that. It's It's like a... Tea cozy is part of the teapot? Yeah, I've yeah, definitely seen those before. <laughs> and I just I I spent a long time being like, but why is this? <laughs> it's kitschy. And I didn't
0: even dislike the way it looked. I just I was just baffled by it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I definitely hear that. It's 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 certainly a look. I would rather have an actual tea cozy on my teapot. I think so too. Do you want to do antis? Sure. Um. I I hate Ben's hair just so much. Just so much. Like, <laughs> what's his name? Eric Johnson is a really attractive guy, but his hair is, like, when he's not wearing a cowboy hat, it's, like, parted down the middle practically or, like, on the side. It's flat. It's kind of bowl cut. He looks like Janice the Menace a little bit.
1: You know what he looks like to me? Huh? And it's, I think there's a lot happening, uh, recording this in 2021 he looks like a man whose significant other gave up and gave him a quarantine haircut
0: (laughs) 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 yeah i'd say so so his hair is a big anti but um so but my last anti i think you'll find entertaining is at the beginning of the movie when they're discussing going out of town, um, Autumn Reeser is wearing a black and white horizontally striped sweater while sitting on a gray and white vertically striped chair. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the camera just kind of like goes, your eye just kind of goes, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> oh. So that was my big anti. Take it away. Okay. All right. Well, my
1: big anti is her engagement ring. Thank you. It is horrible. <laughs> it's, first of all, like, Autumn Reeser is clearly a smallish person. Like, yeah, I, I would guess she's probably, like, 5'2", five 5'3", five you know? Like, she's, she's just not that big. This, okay, so first of all, this ring is, like, her entire first knuckle. Yeah, basically, um, it makes me think of the rings that my grandmother used to wear. Um, that I always was like, "They're so grandma," because no sane person would actually wear those. And I, you know, I loved my grandmother; she was wonderful. But also, she would wear these rings that were like the size of her fingers, and you'd be like, "But why?" <laughs> and it's
0: not the stone that's the size of the knuckle. It's no, like it, a, it's like a, it's a band aid.
1: Yeah. It it's it right. I I have it's big and it's not a diamond but more like a 1 inch diamond dish band. Yeah. It is If it if it was a bracelet, I'd be like, Meh, "I don't love it, but it's fine." Yeah. But it like it should be a bracelet. <laughs> it's just horrible and it dwarfs her hand and it's just not appropriate for her, it's not appropriate for the character. I just mm. don't buy it. Like, yep. I don't think this man would
0: get a ring that's this untraditional. I agree, and the fact that she wears it while she's like mucking out stalls and doing manual labor really bugged me. Anyway, I was like, "Yeah, it's are you just, trying to lose it?" <laughs> yeah, it's bad. I agree, Hannah. Good job. All right, across the universe, I have one. Okay, go ahead. So I think you're gonna like this one, Hannah. Okay. You might know what it is already. I don't know. Um. So during the I'm gonna make a website for the ranch montage, there's a song playing called "Yes, I'm Falling for You." <laughs> And it's the same song. It's the same Falling For You song that was from our favorite movie, Falling For You. <laughs> Falling For You. <laughs> Who is sung, oddly enough, I didn't realize, it's Kobe Calais oh. singing that song. She does a lot of songs for movies like this. Isn't that weird? Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah. Um.
1: Very nice. Uh, So, my Across the Universe, I think you might enjoy this one too. Uh, So, Gavin is played by the same guy who played Emmett, the brother that she went on a few dates with, with and was pushed towards in midnight masquerade which also starred autumn research
0: yeah <laughs> and the funny thing about that guy is his name is damien runyon which is the same name as the person who wrote the guys and dolls source material <laughs> <laughs> so you when you google one you the other one comes up <laughs> yeah good job hannah um one more quick uh, across the universe well two more actually Mm -hmm. Sydney sells 208 raffle tickets, and 208 happens to be my lucky number, which is, I know, a weird lucky number to have, but it is. And this is the second time that Autumn Reeser was in a romantic dance with a cowboy at a bar on this podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Autumn Reeser gets around with those cowboys.
0: (laughs) She she, sure do. She likes that country. Um, New and noteworthy? I didn't have any. Um I thought found it was new that they get arrested that we don't yeah, really often okay. see that in in movies like this and that it is legitimately snowing at one point. Mm. Um, like it looked like a, there was a lot of snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh supporting shout out?
1: Okay, so my supporting shout out is somebody who I can't even remember the character's name because it didn't care. But, unsurprisingly, for anyone who knows me, my supporting sh- shout-out is Jocelyn, because she's Jocelyn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was hoping that you would bring that up for this, so I didn't make her mine. <laughs>
1: um, so, if, if anybody has not watched Schitt's Creek at this point, uh, you're, you've, you're missing out. You've you got to go do it. 100%. Um, but the woman who plays Jocelyn in Schitt's Creek is in this movie um, and I don't know she's like works at the hospital or something I mm-hmm. like I don't I don't know what she, she's like barely in it it's sort of dumb there's she doesn't do anything special but Schitt's Creek is so amazing and Jocelyn is an amazing character and yeah. that's why she's my supporting shout
0: out. <laughs> And what's weird though for me is like I like it took me a second to recognize her just because she's not doesn't have like the Jocelyn hair. Right. And I was like, Oh my god, it's Jocelyn. But they were this movie came out in twenty sixteen, so this would have been made at the same time as Shits Creek was starting. Yeah. Um so it's it was and then um I looked up that Sydney was in an episode later of Shits Creek too, so Yeah, Canadians. she was
1: I remember her and I
0: don't I don't remember. I don't remember. I just saw that she had it on her IMDb. I'm gonna but go good look. job. Um, Sydney was my supporting shout out because I just thought she was just kind of a fun character and I really like the friendship that she has with George, the old man. I thought that yeah. was really cute. Yeah, so. that is cute. I agree. Uh, Are you looking it
1: up? Yes. <laughs> um. So she... Sydney was in a Schitt's Creek episode where they are the one where uh, Moira and Jocelyn are fighting about the lawn signs.
0: Ah, cool. Um, But yeah,
1: it was like right at the same time in her IMDb. It goes Valentine's Valentine Ever After, Schitt's Creek.
0: Sweet. Well, Canadian. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Doing their thing. Uh, Kiss meter kiss meter i gave this a nine so here's what's happening um so they're dancing they're doing their thing she's confessing the love whatever and she has this whole like brand of dial like this whole like diatribe before that um that i actually kind of really liked the dialogue leading up to the kiss and she says like i want to know you and then um he he like attack kisses her like like You know, and then it looks really nice and she goes, and that, yeah, I especially want that Um, (laughs) and I thought it was really cute, the kiss looked yummy and it looked like they both enjoyed it and it felt nice and I also really liked how happy he was afterwards, Mm. like it was the first time he really smiled in the whole movie so I thought that was really sweet
1: yes I will agree with you on a lot of it but I only gave it a 7 fair um i i do i think it was deserved i agree i like the um just like the like i'm so excited i get to kiss this person vibe that it gave off um but it was kind of short which i was sort of surprised by it wasn't that deep and the reason it's not an eight as opposed to a seven
0: is it was loud it was it was just a little too loud. <laughs> I don't know if I picked that up, but I will take it. <laughs> nice. So, Katie, would you watch this movie? Yeah, actually, sure. Um, I thought it was pretty cute. The what-the-fuck moments weren't, like... The what-the-fuck moments are kind of whimsical and not, like, painful. I like the supporting characters all right. Um, this is not a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination, but, like, it it was fine. It was fine. How about yeah. you, Hannah? Yeah. I, I'm kind of
1: in that boat, too, of, like, sure. Y- you know, like, I ha- I have no objections. Uh, it moved pretty quickly f- Yeah. for... A movie where like it it's sort of convoluted in a lot of ways um but like i was sort of surprised when it was over i was like oh we're at the end already oh okay
0: yeah because <laughs> i think they they keep kind of creating problems and things to save and this that and the other like yeah we gotta do the dude ranch and then we have to do this thing Then the, it's the hospital and now we have to get the fun rating and now it's a valentine's day weekend so when they all converge at the end you're like oh that did they solve everything? Did they get everything done? <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah,
1: I mean, they, they didn't because apparently she's, she's moving to Emmitsville, Wyoming with no job and no place to live, but it's fine.
0: Presumably she'd be living with him and working at the ranch. Katie. I know. I know. Cohabitation is not a thing. What are you talking
1: about? She, and what, she's going to live rent free in her little cabin? Sure. <laughs>
0: maybe maybe uh Dad will take another thousand dollars in cash out of his pocket <laughs> to pay for her rent. He already bought her a fucking boyfriend. I know was- I will say that that moment in in the movie was really cute when they're bidding, and like both the parents go like, "Here's more money, please date my son, please date that man, and I'm like, why do you have that much cash on you? I don't know. Well, this was a pleasure and we it are super excited about it being Valentine's Day. Yeah, month. It's exciting. Yeah. So make
1: sure that you follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram for all the the pictures and the live tweets. Uh we've still got Saturday evening new movies happening. Um and that's One Kiss Means
0: Forever. And that's one and four numerical. And you can yeah. email us at onekissmeansforever at gmail.com if you'd like to send us any stories or requests or just want to say hey. 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 <laughs> uh, and thanks as always to
1: Flint Pastors for our intro outro music. You can find his stuff on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And remember to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts. Take care, guys! Happy Valentine's Day! Happy Valentine's Month! Go get your half-price chocolates on oh. on the fifteenth. <laughs> Ch- chocolates go on sale soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
0: Yum.